The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello and welcome back to the Dropback Podcast. I'm Sam Lewis and joined today by Matt Burns Peak. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing absolutely fantastically, Slew. How are you doing, more to the point? I- I'm doing slightly worse, but we're not going to talk about that because Why is it's that? an American football podcast and oh. we don't talk about what happened yesterday. Okay? I mean, I'm happy to. Comprende? Okay, comprende. Sure, sure, sure. 3 1. Go so. on, otherwise it's a weird opening. Go on, get it out of your system. I mean, Slew's had a very traumatic day not only did his arse lose 3-1 yesterday but he also had to wear a Man United top in, in his office for a full hour while getting gawped at by laughing football fans aplomb it was brilliant I wasn't there but I've seen the pictures and they are so satisfying I, I was unsatisfied but I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you're happy and pleased with those photos and it's a nice way to get you an early birthday present without having to totally waste a shirt yeah I'm I'm half tempted to burn it though. Don't burn it. Could burn it though, could I? No, we'll could could do that. Wait till the reverse fixture. What? Are they reverse to double or quits? <laughs> I've got to buy the away and the third kit. Yeah. Oh, our third kit's minging as well. <laughs> that They're all minging. <laughs> You're a minging club. We're not. All right. Anyway, let's head into it. So it's our final what directional preview? I suppose it would be. Yeah. Yeah, call yeah. it that. Directional preview sounds quite cool. Yeah, nice. So we're going to do the Western Divisions. Uh, start with the NFC West. Um, obviously, the Rams, Cardinals, and the 49ers all made it to the playoffs last year. Rams, you know. Did the thing. Good season. Good season yeah. for them. So let's kick it off with them. My biggest question is, given the sort of boost the free agent additions of Von Miller and OBJ made partway through, well, I should say trade additions, made mm. partway through that season, how do they sort of replace those guys given that they haven't done it with necessarily a like-for-like player and it, there was a high chance that people thought they were bringing both players back mm. I mean I don't really know if they can to be honest <clears throat> like I think the Rams roster is in a very strange place where there is almost like the most archetypal build to win right now roster in the NFL in terms of just lots of veteran big name players on quite a lot of money so you can't really doesn't give you a lot of cap room to wiggle wiggle with um so you have to make the decisions of can we actually bring back those sort of players i think they'll still be fine i think they're still comfortably probably the best yeah i'd say comfortably the best team in this division um and probably the still maybe the most complete roster in the in the league up there at least with 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 some with a few others so i think they'll be fine they don't necessarily need to like for like replace those players but I mean OBJ especially made a massive difference down the stretch so that would be interesting to see how they uh, deal with that alright let's talk about the OBJ one because they were, they brought in Alan Robinson who's sort of been hacked up as this really good receiver throughout his career mm. looked like he sort of took a year off last year and what OBJ gave them was a guy that could win consistently on those backside dig routes yeah that allowed Cooper Cup to be part of sort of the concept side choice routes all that sort of stuff that he excels at he doesn't have to be a, a sort of a prototypical ex-receiver because you got OBJ doing that. Sure. So Alan Robinson throughout his career has been that sort of player, but he's been less of a separator to OBJ and more of a sort of a big body target. Yeah. Will Matt Stafford, if his, I mean, if his elbow holds up, be able to trust that as much on the backside? Yeah, that'll be interesting actually because that's not really the ideal sort of player fit 
in terms of the type of player you'd want on that backside. I know what you mean. Um, and it's difficult to really know what, what about Alan Robinson. He's been anchored to that shite Bears franchise for so long that you feel like he, he definitely has shown in, in fits and spurts that he is can be a very good receiver. But uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely took the year off last year. He was on, he was on the beach for the whole regular season. So, um, which I don't necessarily blame him for because, you know, the Bears are the Bears and he wanted out and wasn't able to get out. So he was like, right, I'm just going to pretend that I'm out. But yeah, I don't know... I don't know if he is... Yeah, separation-wise, if you're thrown to that backside of the concept, you want it to be a bit of a sure thing because it's probably because the your first two or even three reads mm. aren't there. So it's, you want that to be that person who you know is going to be able to get you know one two yards of separation for an easy completion. Whereas if you're throwing to someone who's going to be in much more sort of fifty fifty ball matchups, where it's going to have to be like yeah, well, I'll throw it up and it'll probably win a few of them, but it's a lot more to ask for every single. It makes it a riskier yeah. throw. Not a riskier throw, but you need to be a lot more pinpoint with that throw. It makes and it then, more contested. You're throw. asking more from both the quarterback and the receiver at the point of the catch. Sure, and it allows, if you come up against a good corner, it then allows them to dictate a lot more mm. how you can play on the backside. Because if you've got a corner who is good in one-on-one matchups, you know, it makes that a much less sure thing. Whereas if you're you know, playing against a corner and it's, you know, it's still OBJ, he still can get separation of people because he's a very good route runner. It doesn't matter if you're a top five corner if the play develops long enough, he'll get separation. Whereas I don't know if that's the case with Alan Robinson because his style is much more, I'm going to box you out and try and catch over you sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, or if they actually start to maybe shift Alan Robinson more to the concept side and see if they can utilize some other players to, to do that separation job on the other side. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, fantastic player and played really well last season, but is you know he's got that long history of injuries maybe Alan Robson can also deputise as being someone that can fill in if Cooper Cup does miss time yeah perhaps I'm just looking at this team and we've said it for years how little depth they've got but now it, it seems more so than ever especially with Whitworth going um, retiring which means Joe Noteboom moves over to left tackle which means mm. the offensive line is weaker overall like Noteboom might do a serviceable job compared to sort of 48 year old Andrew Whitworth at that point yeah but it's a loss on the rest of the line when you've got people like Shelton, Coleman, Coleman Shelton, and well, I don't know who else is who else is starting. David, David Edwards, Brian Allen. It's not the strongest O line in the world here. Yeah, with a an old quarterback who you know Matt Stafford has taken a lot of lumps in his career and has managed to deal with them. Um, so maybe he is someone that doesn't necessarily need a great O line to still be able to perform. But it sure as hell makes his job a lot easier if they do have a good O line and. I don't really know. I don't think we're going to know until probably the second or third game week what that O line's like, really. Yeah. Or what Matt Stafford's shoulders about, who, um, elbows about, who's doing yeah. weird little phantom reports throughout the season. So we're not. Go- I don't know what to make <laughs> of that. But they still haven't really put a cornerback on the other side of Jalen Ramsey. David Long got sort of abused a little bit down the stretch yeah. in the playoffs. Um, Troy Hill comes back, and you got Jordan Fuller and Ernest Jones, who they're sort of big fans of there, obviously Aaron Donald. But the rest of it's spotted around when you've sort of... Like, bringing Bobby Wagner in, who's a projected starter at this point in his career, I'm not sure, mm. especially the amount of space that they ask their linebackers to play in. Yeah, it's asking a lot. That It's not a scheme that seems to suit 
more veteran linebackers. Like I said, it, it, they, they do like to use those linebackers who have got great side-to-side quickness, and I don't know if Wagner can still do that at this point in his career. Um, so maybe you don't actually really want him to be a starter, which he's projected to be, um, and can use him in more gadget situations or run-stopping situations, etc. But yeah, that would be weird. This Rams roster sort of... They've almost feels like they've built it with a concept of we're going to have one really big name superstar at each position and that's where you end up with these sort of situations where you've got a lopsided secondary you've got like you know a big name at linebacker and not much else you've got Aaron Donald and then other bits as well like it's it's interesting that they've sort of gone for an A plus player and a bunch of C's rather than bees all across the, the board sort of thing in terms of where they're building out those that's positions. always how this team have done it though to be yeah. fair so i mean we'll see if it continues to pay off they're still a very strong team it feels like yeah, sure. at this point of the season you're either bigging a team up if they're a bad team or you're trying to nitpick one of these good teams because everyone's got flaws and weaknesses at this stage mm. so we'll, we'll see what happens i still think they're probably i'd be very surprised if they didn't make the playoffs and probably had a run in there well i mean i think even if they take quite a large step backwards from last year they'll still win this division yeah all right, let's move on to the team that finished second in the division were bounced soundly by the Rams in the playoffs. Yeeted. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, who usually love to fall off a cliff, pun intended, um, partway, <laughs> partway through the season. Um, this one is going to be... A they started di- early this year. <laughs> yeah, started early because despite all sort of the beef between the GM, head coach and star quarterback, which is hilarious now, they're That's all tied so in for long term deals. They're also without DeAndre Hopkins for mm. the first six games of the season. And big miss. given how much of their offense is predicated on, oh, let's just get D-hop as many one-on-ones as possible in the passing game, that is. Where did this Cardinals team go? Yeah, that is a very, very good question. And part of the reason why I think the Rams can afford to be notably worse than last year and still not be troubled in terms of the division. Because I think the Rams are... They're in a very combustible situation right now. I feel like they're either going to put it all together and be all right, or it's going to be an absolute car crash. They, yeah, without Hopkins, they are crying out for a, you know, prime number one receiver, really, or receiving threat. They haven't got too much to write home about in terms of running back room. Um, So then you're really looking at the only proper playmaker is Kyler Murray, who... I mean, Cliff Kingsbury seems to have developed some sort of problem with, which is, I, I don't think I've ever really seen this before. Like, you, you, you see a lot of, like, head coaches. Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But that's a bit more sort of subtle, and you can sort of see that because Jimmy Garoppolo is objectively okay. not very good. Yeah. So this one's very odd. I mean, remember, this is the quarterback that Cliff Kingsbury, you know... Hand-selected, yeah, recruited when he exactly was in college. was like, this is my guy. And now it feels like they've, they've like... They're like childhood sweethearts, and they're but divorcing. The comment about play call was yeah. insane. Go on, them big dog. Honestly. Unbelievable. Have you ever heard a head coach talk about That's a quarterback mad. like that? It's mad to see them like have that almost like dick swinging contest in the media. Um, I like, I don't really know what, where where you even go from that. Like, especially if you're the an, a, just another person on the on the Cardinals roster, and it's like, okay. Our star quarterback and, and head coach are openly beefing. Um, can't wait for this season. This is gonna the, what great team unity we have already in the building. Like you're starting off at a massive disadvantage there. I feel unless it's like 
you know, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury actually lives inside Kyler Murray's head and he's like, you know what's going to really motivate him if I just slag him off? Yeah, he just knows how to make him tick. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's in there. He's like, yeah. You were um, underestimating. It's all mind games. And like loads of it. mind games. <laughs> that is the one thing we all think about Cliff Kingsbury, though. Elite mind games and a yeah. massive house. I mean, we've talked about their team building method throughout the offseason, so it's probably not touch on that. But, I mean, it's hard not to look at this defence and go, right, the one really good thing, well, other than Buddha Baker you had, was Chandler Jones, and you've replaced him with a geriatric J.J. Watt at this point, who's a good <laughs> run defender still. But, I mean, he's, he's, he's not what he used yeah. to be as a pass rusher. Yeah. And just looking, I mean, Vance Joseph making a serviceable defence out of this for two seasons in a row. If what he can do it again, <laughs> yeah, absolute hero. I think you need to take back everything you said about him <laughs> as, a, as a defensive coordinator. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, this is what I mean. The Cardinals are just were in such a strange place. Like, nothing's quite right offensively or defensively, I think, for them. They're, they're, they're a team that has a lot more questions than answers. And I think, as you said, outside of Buda Baker, there's very little to write home about on defence. Apparently they're finally moving Isaiah Simmons to the slot. Oh, which I thought you say to the bin. No, well, I mean, no, to the slot. So we'll see We'll see if he can be a bit more consistent there. They've traded for Trayvon Mullen. Oh, that's a, that's a, that was a move they did that um, Stan was excited about merely because they, quote, had no one at corner. Brilliant. I mean, can we just go back to, to Simmons for a second? So you, they draft him as a linebacker safety hybrid, and now they're playing him as a slot corner. Well, I suppose they'll play him as a linebacker safety hybrid in sort of that star role that At we're seeing what more point now. Do you, you know, American, why didn't they do it earlier on? Or, or, and also, like American football is one of the most prime examples of specialization in in athletes. Like you have to be. You have to have a very specific set of skills for each individual position on the American football field. At what point do you just admit that Isaiah Simmons is a fantastic athlete but doesn't have the specialist skills needed for any one particular position? Well, maybe that's the idea of moving into this sort of slot role that they can use him as a sort of linebacker safety hybrid instead of making him a linebacker, right? Like, Mm. be a linebacker even though you're not really a linebacker. This is what I mean, though. This is why I I have a bit of a problem with teams that draft these sort of players where they're like, oh, he's a tremendous athlete. Unless you have a defence that suits... Like have a specialist defense. It's like right. There's an entire position for that. Like if if mm. the Rams had picked him and it's like right, we're going to pay him in that Jalen Ramsey star role where you're sort of a corner, a, a hard tackling corner that sets the edge in the run. Mm. It's like yeah, fair enough. I guess. But if you're yeah. like yeah, we're just going to play a regular defense and you're going to be a linebacker now because you're a, a fast boy with strong. This is what I mean. I think people. I think the Rams, not the Rams, but the Cardinals have have sort of seen a shiny, fantastic, and he is a fantastic pure athlete, but. In terms of skill set, I think he's a jack of all trades and master of none, and you can't really afford to be that in the modern NFL, don't think. It must be tempting, though, to see a guy that made such splash plays in college and be like, look, I can train him to be this position. Yeah. There must be a bit of ego in there as a coach, as a positional coach. Like, look, here's all the tools needed to be an NFL linebacker. Do it. I can make him that. Yeah. I I think this this will be an interesting season for Simmons. I've had such a a hatred for this team and organisation the way it's been run for several years now I'm well documented on my dislike for the way Steve Kahn runs his organisation I'm I feel vindicated I'm feeling vindicated yeah. about now mm. and there's a, probably still a chance they make the playoffs in yeah, the I, mean, I mean I don't think they I think they've probably finished third at best in this division but it's a weak do you reckon yeah no, they'll, I think they'll finish second you think they'll finish second I Go mean on. the 49ers are pretty putrid and the Seahawks are basically non-existent all right let's move on to the 49ers let's 
Because defense, I think, will be good. It will be solid. I think it will be solid. I think it, it will was, be a decent defensive unit. It was good last year. They did the job. They weren't beatable. I mean, they held the Rams to what ten points? Yeah, but the Rams. It, there, there was a. Um, it was a. Who was it? Who who was their safety last year? Was it Jaquissi Tart? That yeah. dropped the dropped the interception from Matt Stafford. They yes, were that dropped interception from being the Super Bowl. Yeah. They absolutely clamped the Packers offense in the round before. Yeah, true. Held them to about ten they, points in Green Bay. Yeah, maybe I'm being unfair on the defense. To be fair, like they they, I, I I'm more just marred by whatever's going to happen on offense with yes. the Rams. Not the Rams. Can but, Trey Lance be a consistent passer? We mm. don't know. We don't know. But on the plus side. Kyle Shanahan is going to have some fun drawing up some running schemes because if there's something that he does well it's design run games that is true um, and then it brings up the whole sort of uncomfortable tension that you get with watching a runny quarterback just like please don't get hurt please don't get hurt please don't get hurt um, but you know maybe maybe it, it works um, I, it will be interesting to see how Trey Lance deals with being a starter and deals with having to be an, a you know adequate thrower of the football on a regular basis um, and it, but you know it's it's refreshing to see that they've moved on for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that was the right decision at yep. this point. Yes, um, because they didn't move on to, from Jimmy Garoppolo because he's still in the building. Well, yeah, with but... some weird sort of points in this contract that he gets paid for like percentage of snaps played and wi- and the wins he gets if he's played. I mean, those if, numbers yeah. of snaps. If, if, oh, this is good. This could get weird. Like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's earned money, but like, wow. If he if he sees like. 250k sitting there like I'd kind of like a little bit more yeah play me Kyle we're losing yeah that's interesting as well I mean <clears throat> what do you do with Jimmy Garoppolo once you've decided he's not the starter would you just attempt to sit in the corner and stare at the wall like I think they must be going for some sort of Sam Bradford situation where they're like right we're we're going to give you a contract because we hope we we think someone might get injured at some point and then go trade more because we'll so actually, just we'll, actually ha- we'll, actu- we'll actually have leverage because everyone knew they were getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. He was yeah. trading on his own the entire off season. Yeah, that's true. So, so you're in a weak I, negotiation point then. The other issue with this Niners offense is that this offensive line is not great either. No. Like got Trent Williams, apart from that, Mike McGlinchey oh. hasn't been fantastic the last year. Nope. And the interior of that O line is um, should we say suspect? Suspect. That seems like a nice way of putting it. Um, so yeah, I mean Debo and Brandon, I um the. The pieces are fun on yeah. the outside. Debo's a hell of a player. I think Brandon Ayuk will have a good season. Apparently, he's been fun in training camp. Obviously, you got George Kittle. Kyle Juszczyk is a piece that they like to move around. And Kyle Shanahan can get 200 yards on the ground from anyone that runs less than a 4-4 yeah. running back. So, that's not Give bad. him one nippy boy. And he'll and give you 200 and yards. Give you two, that's a great deal. What <laughs> a trade me, deal. You give me one <laughs> nippy boy, I give you 200 yards. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we, as always with the 49ers though, and it's the same sort of. I feel it's the same sort of thing as with um, the Rams. Is just they're so lacking in depth, like, and a lot of their playmakers, <coughs> a lot of their playmakers, sorry, are players that have an injury history. Um, I mean, Kittle's been on and off the sidelines for the last couple of years. I mean, they they sort of go through their committee cycle of running backs, and then by the end of the season, they sort of throw all of them out because they're broken um, you know it's, it's kind of worked them in a way with some suspect quarter, 
quarterback play. Maybe with a better quarterback, they can limp over the line. But I worry about if one or two players go down, then the 49ers go from quite a fun-looking team to a decidedly boring team to watch. Yep, fair enough. And then what happens if Trey Lance does go down and then Jimmy's playing and then he plays sort of all right? And turn off the telly. No, do they go back to Trey Lance? You... You turn off the telly. <laughs> and I think this team will finish second in the division. And there's also the fact that Kyle Shanahan, except in one NFC Championship game, absolutely has Sean McVay's number. He does, which is quite a fun little little conflict there. Yeah, it's funny. With the boys. I love it, the boys. Um, it's like when I beat Ollie at squash every week. Can't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just inevitable. Um, oh, poor Oliver. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it actually... Maybe I was blasé. Maybe they maybe they could make a a play for that second spot in the in the in the division. I just think it. Dep- I think it it comes down to how flaming hot rubbish the Cardinals are until they get D Hop back. If they yes. if they are considerably trash and you know go one and five or something or two and four, then it gives the Forty ers enough of a window. I think to maybe stave them off. Yeah, you know how Cliff Kingsbury never changes his play calling and sort of formation designs up, which is why people catch up with him the second half of the season. Yeah. Do you reckon he just calls random shit until DeAndre Hopkins comes back <laughs> so he can have his good eight yeah. games when it when he's back? That would be quite funny. He just goes like wildcat and shit. He'd be like, oh, you're going to catch me on now. We're not trying to win yet. We're going to win the second half. <laughs> just gets a big spinny wheel next to the sideline and just every time there's a possession just flips that wheel. It's like, now we're going flip, heavy set. Flip that wheel. <laughs> that would be, can you imagine how fucking electric that would be? What, spin watch. the wheel football team? Spin the wheel. Just be like, oh, okay. We're going with ten tight ends. This Shall I do series? that when I'm coaching this year? Yeah, hundred percent. That had the playbook and just sort of a spinny wheel on yeah. the sideline. It's yeah. a run. <laughs> well, every so other fun. one is. There's no information. It just says run pass, run, run pass. So run. It is up to you guys. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the team that I think is going to finish fourth in the division. Yeah, I think so. Seattle Seahawks. I mean, there's some hype gathering around Geno Smith because he doesn't play like Russell Wilson. He plays wow. like a normal quarterback. But I think we've got to remember also that he is Geno Smith. Yeah. If it was possible to finish fifth in the division, the Seahawks would finish fifth. My bigger concern, <laughs> my b- bigger concern, is that there seems to be sort of a movement for them towards sort of the new too high fangled defense, away from sort of what they've done for years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they've got the pieces for that. Like their quarter- don't have the pieces. Their for corners that big now: uh, Sidney Jones and Tariq Woolen. Oh gosh, Quandre <laughs> Qu- Diggs, great safety, yeah. great play safety. But if he's playing Crack- split, terrific little player. If he's basically split um, field coverage and they're asking Jamal Adams to be a deep safety basically every snap, mm. uh, even the ones you're rolling him down, like the rest of the time, oh, you're, you're just asking for trouble, aren't Let you? Let thumpers thump. Don't make them cover. Made out of the t-shirt. Let thumpers thump. Oh, I mean, if you look through their depth chart, it's... Not pretty, is it? It's not pretty. I mean, I think they're just going right. Let's just not get beaten over the over the top. Yeah, and you know that's probably not a bad tactic. If if you're if you look at your defense and go, fucking hell, this is rubbish, then probably the best thing to do. Anyway, they still have some very good players on offense. To be fair, still with DK Metcalf, and you know he is exceptional. Um, like they they could be if Geno Smith is competent, which is big old oof, but maybe he is then they can still put points up. So if they can build a, a bend-but-don't-break defense where it's like, you're probably going to score, but it's going to take you like five mins. They're going to run the ball so much, aren't they? Yeah. They're just going to go under center and play action because Russ refused. 
More like a spite me. Because Rashad Penny played well last year. And then they traded Kenneth Walker. It's like, fuck you, Russ. We're showing we don't need a good quarterback if they play the system. I love that so much. Imagine first snap of the new season, under center, big fucking middle finger up to Russ. The Broncos come to Seattle first game of the season. Oh, that's awesome. I forgot about that. Wowzers. I feel bad for Tyler Lockett, though. Because his whole shtick is basically being a better version of Doug Baldwin, like making space when the shit breaks down around Russell Wilson. And now they're going to not. And he, how good is he going to be in a regular offense? When the shit doesn't break down, when the shit stays. I still, still think I'll be a good player, but half of his yards were just sort of whoopsie do. Find Russ yards. Fire drill, fire drill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it actually unlocks a sneaky second level to Ty Lockett that he's but he's being held back all yeah. this time. The time when he ran the original bit of the round is like, oh, well, I'm not good at the ball. Oh, well, yeah, it's fun, it's time. fun time. Maybe he actually hates fun time. Maybe he does hate fun time. He just he, what he it's really like, wants is double just, moves. Maybe he just wants to be a grinder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coach, just give me choice routes. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> flip a coin. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it will be in a way quite quite refreshing to see Geno Smith playing quarterback again in a fun sort of way do you remember that time he got whacked in the jaw by a teammate I've forgotten about that <laughs> never forget as you were saying yeah well because he didn't pay him for like some sort of charity camp yeah, or something like that absolutely yeeted in the jaw didn't it, that cost him a starting job it in did. New York that's what I mean so it's quite refreshing that he's hopefully going to get a starting job um, you know maybe he's actually not bad I mean he's had he's been around the league long enough to hopefully be able to be a competent not maybe start level but serviceable quarterback yeah fair enough so, alright so my, my rankings in the NFC West are Rams Niners Cardinals Seahawks yeah I think I'll probably boing flip reverse the Cardinals and 49ers okay um, but otherwise I'm right there with you brother nice 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 day for friend nice uh, alright let's move on to the AFC West and uh, last year won by the Chiefs shock uh, I know, shocking. Um, the biggest question I have, like they've sort of changed their outlook on offense from speed to size. Mm. Like they brought in um, Vantes Scantling from Green Bay, mm-hmm. big dude, wins ball, tough contested catches. Big dude wins ball. <laughs> I mean, that is what he is. He can be like he's a go root guy on the outside. It's like yes, Papa's ball or something like that now. <laughs> and Juju as well. It's sort of a tough boy. Oh um, God! I hope they don't let him dance. How, how does that? How does that sort of? change how they play because a lot of it last year I don't like it you don't like it I don't like it at all I think it's it just you know one of the reasons why the Chiefs have been so difficult to deal with it's like you you just know at any point they can just blow the top off your off your defence or if you don't get pressure to Mahomes or or he's able to do something stupid and bypass it you're like well it's probably a fucking touchdown to be honest because they're all rapid whereas if you transition to like oh let's make Mahomes throw more 50-50 go up and get it balls like I don't think that's making the most of his talent to be honest um, the I you know we, they went through that period with the Chiefs where everyone started playing too high against them and, and basically being like you can have the underneath stuff and they were like ah fuck they, they were significantly less effective and now they're basically in a situation where that's going to be more of their bread and butter of just dealing with the underneath stuff yeah so do you think they've gone in that direction because they they were like alright oh, everyone's giving us the underneath stuff let's pick players that can take advantage of that and specialise on the underneath. Mm. And they're like, right, well, they were giving you the underneath stuff because you had Tyreek Hill. Yeah, exactly. And our team's as scared of Miko Hardman as the pure... Who's a fast guy. Yeah. But he's, but he's not Tyreek Hill. Exactly. No disrespect to him at all, but Tyreek Hill is... 
Tyreek Hill, one of a kind. Exceptional. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting. I'd, uh, I think from a neutral perspective, the Chiefs' offense would be less fun, which makes makes me sad from a, a neutral point of view. But I mean, maybe it's maybe it makes it a bit more of a consistent offense. We've we've said about the Chiefs where they sort of go through halves or quarters where they're basically non-existent, and then they'll just blow it up and score 20 30 points in a quarter maybe this is actually transitioning to a model where it's like you know we're going to have less of the massive plays but we're probably going to be able to churn out offense on a more sort of predictable rate i guess mm. um which isn't fun no one likes predictability but maybe that's more sustainable and they've taken a look at the rest of their division and gone the standards have gotten noticeably better than last year so maybe we need to just be more consistent I guess less explosive, more just you know by the numbers. Yeah, I suppose Vanta Scandling can be a bit of a deep threat as well if you like sort of take your eye off the boil a little bit. But yeah, it, it's just tough to ever think right losing Tyreek Hill is ever going to improve your offense. No, makes it worse. Um, defense. I mean, they're about the same again. They brought in Carlos Dunlap. They never threw you with confidence. They somehow bring it out of the bag towards the end of the season. But when you like your one move on offense, like defense is trading, is signing Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis, who are sort of like fun, fun. names. Yeah, Karloftis could be good in the pass rush rotation. Um, Trent McDuffie, he, he's Dino Arms, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dino Arms. <laughs> like it, you just worry. Like as soon as he lines up against Mike Williams or Devonte Adams, like okay, what what do you want him to do here? At yeah. some point, however gifted you are athletically, the physics plays a part. Yeah, so there's a reason T-Rex didn't kill things with its hands. That's all I'm going to say on that one. That's, that's it. That's <laughs> all we came from you. All right. So, I mean, they're still probably going to... They're, they're still a very good team. They're still probably, yeah. They'll probably be one of the AFC contenders. They may make the Super Bowl. It's just, I think they'll still probably win the division. They may even win the win the Super Bowl again. They might even fuck around win a Super Bowl. It's just, if we're being picky, they're... Probably to start with, talent-wise, not significantly better than last year. No. On offense, they're probably worse. I would say they're worse. Yeah, I think probably worse, definitely worse on offense, probably worse overall. Um, which isn't ideal when Big Russ has just moved into town. Mm. No, yeah. we'll, we'll get to Big Russ. Oh, I'm sure we will. First... Um, has Josh McDaniels learned his lesson or is it all just a smokescreen and people are like yeah he's got better under Belichick nah nah surely not you I don't mean, think so <sighs> fool me once um, I don't know maybe he'll be alright I just don't think I don't think that would be enough really even if he is okay yeah I mean I mean he should be able to make some fun offence out of the the players they've got now obviously bringing in Devontae Adams is fantastic that's cool but for all of Gruden's misgivings and sort of issues Grumblings. being able to run defense and his horrible just personal skills yeah um, he could design an offense as well yeah and they still only went 10 and 7 last year was it that bad oh my god I've, I've forgotten that they'd they went yeah I'm, I'm gonna challenge you except for Colton Miller can you name a single um, Raiders starting lineman fuck <laughs> what um, in a word, no. John Simpson, Andre James, Lester Cotton Sr. and Jermaine Aluamanor. Damn, that was the one I was going to get. Um, yeah, where where are these lot come from then? 
just all over the shop, mate. I mean, I know I don't watch a huge amount of Raiders. I mean, I, we watch all the games, but we don't under a microscope every single team. But no idea. Yeah. Defense could be fun, though. Tra- yeah. Trayvon Merrick was good last year. I mean, you bring in Chandler Jones to go next to Max Crosby. As a, That's fun. That is fun. That Pass is rushing fun. duos are always fun. Yeah. They traded for Rocky Yassin. Decent. Cool name. Good. Yeah. Um, I just struggle to see. Right, here's the thing. We'll go to Chargers. If the Chargers have the, the three big moves they made on defense, mm-hmm. Khalil Mack, Sebastian Joseph Day, JC Jackson, mm-hmm. if they hit and stop the Chargers being rubbish at defending the run, the Chargers are a better team than the Raiders. Yeah. I I would definitely agree. If, I mean, there's, if, there's an argument if they can stay healthy, the, the Chargers are as good a team as the Chiefs. There's an argument if they stay healthy that the Chargers could be as good as any team in the league. There's an argument that if they stay healthy, the Chargers are the best team in the league. There's an argument if they stay healthy, the Chargers are the best team we've ever seen. And, and what do you call him? Bloody Justin Herbert is God. So yes. apparently, right, that, have we hit all it's the Chargers podcast my stuff? Blood. That, that, that's what you're supposed to do <laughs> with get the NFL so podcast. many Chargers views. <laughs> it, it's, just, it's just love on this team. Yeah. yeah. Because we love Brandon Staley because he explains things. That's funny. <laughs> Explanations are cool. I mean, they are they are a fun team, though, aren't they? They are a very good team. Yeah, they are a fun team if they can just not be injured all the time, um, and make sensible calls. Yeah, brought in Kyle Van Noy, good solid player. No. All tackle players. No. Yeah, he will. I don't like that. You don't like that. The issue is with what Staley's been doing, and maybe that's because he's been going sort of with the plays he's had, adjusting his defense. First of all, they change it up because there's no way that if you're playing that tight front, you're asking either Joey Bosa or Cleo Mack to kick inside and not yeah. be a true pass rusher. Because the thing about it's the tight front, which is why it really hasn't made a transition to the NFL, is that you only get one pass rusher. Yeah. Which, it's like, right. Just Joey, statistically speaking, you're not going to get a whole lot of uh, sacks that way. No, exactly. It's very much the bend but don't break. I don't like bend but don't break defenses. You'd rather I'm break. say this right now. I'd rather you'd rather break than bend. Yeah, I'd rather just be like we're breaking or you're breaking. It's yeah, fucking one. Someone's of us. getting broken. <laughs> Someone's getting fucking damaged. <laughs> yeah, I think you know. I, I'm a big believer in sort of going out with a defensive strategy that puts pressure on offense, rather than just being like we'll mould everything we do on defense to counter an offense. It's easier saying that though, with the idea. And then you concede an eighty-yard slant because you've gone zero cover zero. Well, don't be like, a dipshit about it. But I mean, they've got they've got enough fun players on that defense to be able to. I think that you could. I think you could get creative schematically and make a defense that's really difficult to play against if you want to go in that direction. Um, but I guess it, you've also got to remember that the Chargers play well and then lose their whole team to injury so it's probably difficult yeah, to go in with surely that surely they're due a injury free season though right do you reckon that's what that's what will happen after all these years of pain and turmoil they'll have a year where literally no one is injured at any point yeah 100% I mean that's basically usually how the Super Bowls de- decide isn't it right the least injured good team yeah, wins who's it. not fucked up if they stay healthy they're a Super Bowl contending team yeah um, they still really haven't addressed right tackle which was an issue at some points last year. Yeah, I'll just year. run to the left, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, then re- re-extended Mike Williams. Keenan Allen's a baller still. True. Austin Eckler. 
fine. Most underrated running back in the league? Yeah. I think it's pretty They're a good team. I, I, there's a good chance they win the division. It probably comes down to who wins those games against the Chiefs. I, I think it's easier to say now because you want sort of the fun new thing yeah. to succeed. To be like, yeah, Chargers win the division. Hell yeah. I think it's a lot closer between them and the Chiefs than, yeah, they're just going to win it because we like the pieces and they haven't done it yet. Yeah, I think they're genuinely quite quite a good roster. Um, they've 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 done a very good job of building and I, th- I think they're, the moves they've made this offseason have been pretty smart. Um, so yeah, I think it, in, in the most unoriginal take of all time, it'll come down to if they can stay healthy. And can they? I'm going to push you on an answer. Nay. <laughs> Alright, so the final question is can Russ still cook? Nah. Just the style he plays. I mean, he just had an absolutely fucking enormous contract. The first couple of years... Isn't that bad? But you know he's got like a fifty-five million pa- million dollar cap hit in year three or something it's like that. Bizarre, isn't it? I'm going to be what thirty-six. Yeah, that's... and I'm, and he's never proven to be a right. I'm going to play within the structure of an offense quarterback. No, I'm I'm tempted to say regardless of how good a chef Russell is, um, I don't think it's going to be enough to elevate the the Broncos to uh, being particularly relevant yet. Maybe in a couple of years when they've fair, built some more around that. Fair fair enough. I mean, they've got to build around it this year or next year because they don't have the money to do it after that <laughs> because of the sheer dollars. The he's, sheer dollar he's dudes at the man. Um, Cortland Sutton should be good because he loves yeah. lofting up to big dudes. Jerry Judy, he's never quite hit what he's we hoped he would. He's a frustrating one, isn't he, really? And I'm not sure not sure he will this year because he doesn't really strike me as a... A type of player that gels with Rush. Like, it's so easy to bash Rush when you're talking about... Rush passing. What quarterbacks are supposed to do in the system. And then you watch him, it's like, yeah, but he's good though, isn't he? Yeah. But Jerry Judy is like a guy that's a good route runner where gets where he needs to be open on time. Yeah. He's not the Rush wide receiver that's that good. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like a good except. fit, right? Um, basically, Rush is hot podcast take that sort of boils, <laughs> boils it down to the bare minimum and it's a stupid thing. Russ is if Johnny Manziel was good. I don't hate that. To be honest. <laughs> I really don't. It's a really, really good Johnny Manziel. More likeable as well. Yeah. <laughs> worse, at, worse at catchphrases. Worse at catchphrases. Catchphrases. Oh, he's terrible. Oh, let's he's... ride, though. <laughs> Guys, let's ride. Broncos, let's ride. <laughs> Um, defense is good. I mean, defense. Yeah, defense. Defense. Defense is good. Is good yeah. Randy Gregory comes along. Bradley Chubb. Pat Sertain was incredible as a rookie. Yeah, it was very, very good. I wouldn't get all. I would reserve judgment on Mister Gregory. I wouldn't. He wouldn't be the first name I get excited about on that defense. If I'm honest. No, I, I was just going through by position. Okay. I'd be like, right, it's a, it's a good pass rush duo. Yeah. 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 Because Bradley Chubb is very good. Brad, he's been able to stay healthy. Chubby Brads can get it done. Yeah, I mean, they've got some nice pieces. I think that, again, unfortunately... The issue is, Nathaniel Hackett comes in, and he's basically the same as the coordinator that the Seahawks had last year when Russ is like, no, I'm not running that offense. Don't fancy Go away. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't fancy a bit of that. <laughs> I was like, right, well, so it's just going to be the Russ offense again. Yeah, exactly. And which is fine, because it works. But <laughs> Until it doesn't. Is it does it work in a division this good? And also, like, it must be quite frustrating if you're like trying to build a roster and then, do anything, and like, then your team's just giving him fifty million a year. And then Russ just comes in and goes, "What if I do this with my hands?" <laughs> that's that's it. That's that's the whole year of just him being like, "What about this?" And you're like, "Just do the fucking play, man." And he's like, 
5,000 yards, 40 TDs, what are you saying? What have you ever done? Hack it, mate. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to go cry in my money. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Fourth in the division, or do you reckon they can pit the Raiders? I think they they might not. They might not be a million miles away from pitting the Raiders, actually. Um, Can all four teams make the playoffs? You know, I'm tempted to say if any division has that capacity, it's probably this one, right? Like, I feel like even the Broncos, if you whack them into... So what you're saying there is that the Broncos have a better season than two of the Ravens, the the Bengals and the Browns. I think they'll probably have a better season than the Browns. Okay. The Ravens is an odd one. Wow. I'm not that hung on the Ravens, and it's not just because it's fun to wind Joe up, although that does play a part. I'm not a fan of teams that are super one-dimensional because I think... You you're just even if you're really good at it, you're kicking the can down the road because eventually teams will work out the formula to stop that, and you you need to. I don't think you can afford to not be a balanced offense, especially on offense. Yes, um, I think if you put all your eggs in one basket, eventually someone's going to stamp on your basket with eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? That that's that's the metaphor we're going to end today, shall I? Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our socials, The Dropback on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I've been Sam. I've been Matt. Until next time. (laughs) Goodbye. See you later. The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns-Peak, Joe Costanzo and Sam Wilson.